Constant Contact's marketing tools and technology make it easier than ever to drive big results for your small business. From list growth and email to SMS and social media, it's all powered by advanced automation and AI capabilities that help you grow your business more effectively. Plus, we've got the reporting you need to see what's working and what's not, so you can adjust along the way. Constant Contact is the digital marketing solution you need to keep up, excel, and grow. Try it for free today at ConstantContact.com. PreSonus Audio, PreSonus.com. They are the title sponsor of the ABV Podcast. If you're looking to jump into the podcast game or maybe you just need to upgrade your equipment, they've got all the things you need to make your podcast sound as great as it should be. Whether you want to get a Revelator mic or you want to get some of their PD-70 microphones to make your podcast sound that much more professional, they have everything you need. Audio interfaces and a whole lot more. Check them out online at PreSonus.com. Pelican Craft Brands, bringing you all of your favorite local craft beer to store shelves from inside the state of Louisiana and across the country, like Spindle Tap over in Texas, Pontoon Brewing out of Georgia, and so many more. And that's why it makes all the sense in the world for the ABV Podcast to partner up with Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters is another great company that we partnered with here on the ABV Podcast. Because not only do we love craft beer, but we also love craft coffee as well. Small batch craft roasted coffee that is roasted daily so they can control the roasting process and deliver to you a great quality product. Best coffee. I drink it all the time. You should as well. Check them out online. Cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. You need the proper glassware to drink your beer and your whiskey out of. And you can find it at Hops in the Hollows. Go to hopsinthehollows.com. And when you purchase your glassware from the website at checkout, use the promo code ABV and you save 10% on your total order. That's ABV promo code at checkout at hopsinthehollows.com. That's hopsinthehollows.com. Beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we love talking about them, too. We do both right here on the ABV Podcast. So that's the, you drinking the new one? Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, so the next ones, the ones I'm doing this weekend, hopefully, or uh, doing a molasses-based historical style for Louisiana. Whoa, whoa, what's a, what's a molasses-based historical so, style? <laughs> there was a colonial style, actually. Louisiana apparently did it as well. But uh, as a colonial style, George Washington actually had a recipe of this, uh, of a beer that was, uh, I think it was bran and molasses. Okay. Based uh, grist of it. And um, supposed to be not a very heavy beer, kind of light overall. Uh, table drinker kind of thing, so I'm imagining you know three to three to five probably on the lower side, right? Um, but definitely want to give that a shot. And uh, that's interesting. I never even heard of that yeah, before. That's one I want to have ready for mine. Okay. Um, and then a cider. I gotta do a cider too, but I can do a cider anytime. Ciders are easy. Yeah. Ciders, you just have a bucket, dump a bunch of apple juice, yeah, water, <laughs> yeast, and you let it go to town. Um, so that'll be easy. 
What's the other one? The other one is a Hellespot. Oh, nice. Okay. And that one's a lager, right? So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really have enough time to make a good lager yet, so it's gonna it's gonna be a short gonna be a short lagering period. So we'll see how it goes. Um, usually, lagers you want about two months, you know, right? Yes, or so at least. Uh, they get better with time. So. Right, right. Huh, interesting. Okay. I'm, I want to try that historical one. <laughs> like, you, you piqued my interest with that one. Yeah. So what are you brewing for Basin this weekend? So Basin of our brew, it's a... Uh, I mean, I guess you'll still be a non-biased judge if I tell you, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, I don't know if you're judging those or something else, but... I think we're judging everything. I'm doing a, um, a mint uh, Irish stout. Okay. So like a like a like a thin mint. Similar, yeah. Okay. Might be uh, I don't know how much the chocolate will be there, but I'll I'll adjust it a little bit. I haven't done the mint yet. I was letting the beer kind of sit and mature for a bit because again, it's one thing with homebrew is people don't real, realize if you put it out too fast, uh-huh. it just it tastes muddy. You know, it's like it's yeah. not clean. Right. Uh, and a lot of times people brew beer and. They're like, oh, I don't like the way this tastes. I'm like, oh, you just tasted it. Like, let yeah. it sit for two weeks and come back to it. Exactly. And see what you think. Because sometimes it helps a lot. Parrish does that too, right? Where they they put out a beer, it's like super uber fresh. Yeah, like and a lot. Taste it two weeks later, and you're like, oh, this is actually better right now. Yeah, a lot of their IPAs sometimes come out like really green, and yeah. it's like you know, it's it's got that that hop burn on it. I like that. Yeah. But some people don't. Normally, you give a parish IPA a couple weeks, and it's like it's at its sweet spot at that point. Yeah. Uh, but some of those I do like. Some of those I enjoy that come out like just the short. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not bad if you understand. If you understand that if you try it now, it's gonna be a different beer. Right. In two weeks versus another month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different beer. Yeah. When, um, when Cliff and I were in Anaheim, uh, we brought we, we went to Monkish and I brought some beers back from Monkish oh, and I brought nice. some. Uh, That's beers. an awesome place. Dude, it's so good. Uh, and brought some beers back from Bottle Logic. And one of the IPAs I got from Monkish was like they I think they had just canned it two days before we had gotten there. So it was super green, but by the time I got home and like it it was like about a week and a half, almost two weeks. There's a hazing? Yeah, and it dude it was I mean it was just perfect. And I was like, this is one of the best beers. Like we literally left from the airport and went straight to Monkish. So so I do have a plan to go out to San Diego. You got some recommendations for brews out there? I've never been. I've always wanted to go. I mean, yeah. you kind of have to go to Stone because that's just like, you know, that's the OG. You got like Stone IPA started it for a lot of people. Yeah. So you got to go there. I don't, But I don't know much about the beer scene in San Diego. Yeah. There's a homebrew cons there this year. First time I'm ever going to get to go. So. Oh, nice. When is it? Uh, June, middle of June, I think, or late June 23rd to 25th or something like that. Huh. Man, I might need to go to San, San Diego <laughs> during that time and go I've visit. never been to the event, so I haven't heard but I mean, yeah. it's kind of like this thing that, you know, especially as homebrewers, you want to check out because it's, it's the Mecca, right? I mean, it's where yeah, it's right. happening. So, um, I just wanted to, I went to Blue Bonnet for the first time this past week. Okay, okay. Blue Bonnet in the south, there is no rival there. Yeah, that right. That thing's huge. 
Um, but uh, Tacoma Stein, too, man. Got a gold medal for uh, oh, nice. best bitter. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you been up to Portland at all? Like around uh, that way? Not in a long, long fucking time. Uh, before I was in the craft beer. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's been too long. I get out there. We went up there. Jay and I went on a guy's trip back in 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Uh, and had a blast. That was my first time going to Portland. Hey, great Notion up there, right? Yes. Yeah. We know Great Notion's uh, in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there were so many great breweries. Like, they were literally on every corner. You'd walk by this building that was very nondescript and looked kind of like a worn-down warehouse. you see people coming out of it, and you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you you go in there, and there's like, it's a brewery with pallets for tables, and they've got like eight taps on the, on the, on the wall. It's just like some really amazing beer. Nice. Glad you could join us, Keith. Yeah, sorry, I'm like... You get a pass. You get a pass. So we hadn't officially started yet. No, we have, actually. Oh, I hit record a while back. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, that's my new thing. Charles is, like, stealthy on his... So we'll just... <laughs> like, he just we'll gets just you to start... Have, yeah, uh, he, he gets you to start talking. We'll just then, have a lot of B-roll then. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's... Uh, I mean, all this is staying in. Like, oh, okay. That's that's my new thing. It's like, I don't do introductions anymore. Like, I'll do a little thing leading into this. But it's just like, uh, you capture good stuff if you just... Get, now, if it's anything that I know is like, we shouldn't let people hear I'll definitely cut that out but yeah, I don't feel like we've said anything that I was about to put out my social security number well, and stuff, I'm so. good. well thankfully Keith showed up so okay you know. alright good All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Keith how's your day going man oh busy as always man that's a good thing right yeah we can some lemon buffer this morning about to kick some hefeweizen got a can some habits we're rolling man that's good yeah yeah, I, I told Dean I saw his video uh, that he posted about the canning line, and I, he was like, "It's running, it's running too smooth." I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, "Yeah, man, like <laughs> canning lines running without issues is, isn't a good thing. Like they need to have issues so you know. Like if it's running too smoothly, that that would make me real in, nervous." In the middle of the run, I walked up to him. I'm like, "Dude, we have an awful lot of people just standing around. Is this okay?" <laughs> yeah, like this, something seems weird here. Like this. I saw he posted the uh, video. Of it. That looked pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why I saw it, and I was just like, Yeah, he's done a fantastic job. He's got it dialed in, so nice. you know, he's recording the settings that we have to change per beer. So he just, when we go back to do it again, he can just program it in, and then it yeah. just, you know, we had a little temperature issue earlier on, like in previous runs, I was causing issues. Calibrated thermometers, whatever, you know, it's all about temperature. Right. You know? right. At 32 degrees, everything can be wonderful. So, um, yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it home and now. So it's all good. So Paul and I were talking earlier about like beers being a little bit too harsh sometimes, like homebrew beers, or just on a bigger scale. We, we mentioned Parish, like their IPAs come out like green sometimes. You had that hot burn. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Like you'd rather wait, like you get a beer and just re- let it sit for a couple weeks before you try it, or will you drink something like that fresh? Uh, me personally, like what my personal. Yeah, yeah, like, just, yeah, yeah. I don't like green beer. Okay. At all. I, uh, I don't find it appealing at all. So uh, we don't dry hop as aggressive like the IPAs and stuff that we've done here. So we don't have yeah. to sit on our IPAs to let them mellow out before we release them. Right. You know, uh, there's a couple of them. Ready Cloud One, 
fast paced. If you drink it on like the day that we keg it, okay, you're gonna it's gonna be a little green. Sure, yeah. But by the next day or whatever, it's drinking it fine. It yeah, does it, need it, a couple because it, it's not like you said, it's not aggressively hops. Right. So. When you get to a certain threshold, you know, that's when you have to start kind of you're gonna get that green grassy. Right. Uh, there's so much oil and solution that just there's nothing you can do about it except just you know time dissipates it. So yeah. So, Paul, you had said earlier when you first got here we were talking, uh, Keith has been a judge for you before? So, he's, he's been a judge every year at the Boot Brew Fest. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, but he's certified uh, BJCP. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, I'm hoping to join his ranks any minute now. I have, uh, we got the... We got the email earlier this week that it was supposed to be yesterday, and it still hasn't happened, but we've been waiting for a while to get those results, so nice. hopefully, uh, hopefully soon. I'm going to have to get some uh, some judging tips. I'm judging at Basin again this year. Ah, okay. Got suckered into that, Jeremy. Yeah, the BJCP, <laughs> uh, I mean, God bless them, it, you know, they have to judge the judges, right? You know, to basically, you know, grant people judge status and whatever. So it's just it's a manual process, and it just takes a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all volunteers, so I, you know they they right. kind of they have their work cut out for them. So. Is it different levels? Like when you're doing like Cicerone stuff? Or oh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so it's uh, recognized. Well, provisional is first. Yeah. Provisional is you pass the online exam. So there's an online exam you have to take. It's yeah. what? It's like 60 questions in a minute, in an uh, hour or something? 180, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, in an hour. It's, Good uh, Lord. It's 20, well, whatever, 20 seconds a question, I think, is what it works. Yeah, so they do it They do it that way because it's like, you know, it's not proctored or anything. You're yeah. You're taking it right. online, but you don't have time to go look up the answers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you know, there's so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are true and false. At least yeah. whenever I took it, there. And there's and there's no there's no loss to missing a question. Right? Yeah. So your your best bet is to blow through it and get them all. You know, guess guess at them if you don't have it. Yeah. Right. Put something down. So um, yeah, it's. But yeah, so provisional is you know if you're a provisional judge, you've taken that exam, and I think you have to pass the exam, right? Is that yeah. considered? That's a provisional. Right. And then you have to take a tasting exam, which is uh, how many beers is it? Six beers. Six. Six beers in 90 minutes, so you get a beer every 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I've helped coordinate some of those tests, uh, the judges' tests. You have to have two national or master judges off to the side. They're judging the beers. Yeah. And then the, the test takers are judge are basically doing the same thing. Okay. In the end, they score you how close were you to the two proctors, gotcha. basically. Okay. And so that's why it takes so long to, to score them and whatever, because yeah. it's very subjective. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you have to read through every answer, everything, and, and just kind of, you know, match it up. Like, yeah, they picked this out, they missed this, or whatever. So. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they actually build a word tree and a, and a lookup to see how many people, like, Let's say you've got 12 people to take the exam and two proctors, right? They'll actually take all the words that everyone's used, keywords and all of those, and then compare them and rank them as far as which were the more common ones. Yeah. And in, in some cases, if all the the 12 pick something up but the proctors didn't, they may still give them credit for that. Right. So it's like, it's, it's just really, 
Yeah. It's a crazy way of judging. So there's a lot of ways, a lot of stuff to go through, but it's it was definitely a tough one to study for. But so the, that's the judging exam. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, is it like 80% and higher or is it 70%? I can't remember. 70s for certified, 70s, 80s national, 90s yeah. master. Yeah. Um, so there's different, like, depending on your score, then you get ranked either recognized, certified. Yeah. Um, you can't actually be national or master without taking the written test. Correct. And so there's a third test, which is written. Okay. And so you have to score actually over 80% in the judging exam to be eligible yep. even to take the written exam. Oh, wow. Okay. And then what Damn. they do is they take your written exam and they average it together with your best judging exam score. Yeah. And then you have to get over 90% to be a master. That's a lot. Over 80%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obviously, Jeremy doesn't care about that because he's got me, Jacob Talley, and Cliff Decato judging. So it's a it's a wonderful program though, and you know if anybody in the you know especially this listen to this is interested in that we can help them with it you know especially you know contact through the Boot Brewfest uh, yeah. or something like that um, or you know just any other way they can reach out to me um, I don't know if I can throw out my email no absolutely okay so my my regular email account's just uh, p p i t r e at gmail dot com. Um, but uh, yeah, if anybody's ever interested in that, we're set, we're trying to set up at least one or two classes a year. Yeah. To do this and uh, grow that judge pool because Louisiana needs a lot more judges, not just beer too, cider and meat as well. Right. So, how much does it cost for the for the course? Uh, online is what twenty bucks or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, provisional test. The all, it's like yeah, 15, the 15, 20 bucks, I think. I think it's 10 bucks for a single, but 20 for a triple or three pack or something. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. That's right. And yeah. if you if you don't pass it, I think you, you you have to maybe wait 24 hours before you take it again. Yeah. Or you can take two, and then you have to wait 24 hours before you take it again. Like yeah. But you can take it as many times as you want right. like, until you pass it. And okay. I would recommend yeah. the three pack because just having that knowledge that you can fail, <laughs> is so it takes so much pressure yeah. off of you. Um, I'll pass the first time. With the three and then the, the judging exam is like, 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something? It might be 40, I thought. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, it's been so long since I've yeah. taken it. I'm Inflation. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, considering how much the, the location's setting up for you, it's a steal, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're organizing judges often from out of state to come in and then, you know, getting all the beers lined up ahead of time. So you're... It's it's worth it. It's a it's a good deal. But they're always looking for more people. Believe. Okay. Nationwide, there's a shortage of judges. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I, sure. I just don't feel like my palate is. I don't know. Like I can pick up certain flavors and stuff. Hops, I can't. Like certain hops, yeah. Like I know what Citra is. I know what El Dorado is. But like Cliff will fucking like he'll just pinpoint if it's like four different hops in it he's able to pick them out and I don't know how now the cool thing is you don't have to do that okay well that's good all yeah. you have to do is be able to say is this you know is this some kind of tropical citrus orange uh, yeah uh, I can know, do that pineapple flavors like what kind of characters you get you do not have to name the types of hops that's, yeah, that's next level yeah. stuff I'd be, I'd be stressing out so hard yeah. if I had to do that I don't think they'll ever expect you to do that because there's a lot of overlap in hops you know? yeah so, right and there's so many new uh, hop varieties that are coming right. out like yeah. you can't keep and track and even strain by strain they may taste different so right. by the year alright well let's talk about uh, Boot Brewfest it's coming up April 15th yes is that correct? April 15th so how long have, how long have you been doing the Boot Brewfest so Boot Brewfest is in year 3 um, it is something that my family approached me uh, said hey you like homebrew we've got a park uh, Lakeview Park in Eunice 
and they said, uh, why don't we do something? And then I got egged on by some people in the club, and I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Screw it. And um, it's just been... You know, it's been a homebrew focused event. Right. Um, I like, there's several other festivals. I love Zaps. I love Brew at the Zoo. I love, you know, Cap City Beer Fest, Basin Brew Fest. Yeah. All those places are awesome. Um, what we want to do with ours is a little bit different. We wanted to focus 100% on homebrew. I like that. So, uh, what we're doing is uh, we're drawing people not just from Louisiana, but we, last year we had guys from coming from Arkansas and Texas. We're trying to get a little bit more of a regional presence. And, um, just have everybody in and just say, look, let's try a bunch of crazy homebrews because everybody in homebrews love, loves playing around with those five-gallon kegs. You can do a lot of <laughs> crazy stuff with them. And Remember then, cask? Uh, Remember everybody's doing cask? Oh, so <laughs> we need to try out again. Um, but yeah, so we do that and then all the sponsorship stuff we save up for that day of the festival. And it's just something we just kind of give out to the brewers as, as kind of people's choice awards. I mean, when when I go to any beer festivals, like just say Zaps, for instance, I tend to gravitate more towards the homebrew tents because all the other stuff I can get anytime I want it. The homebrew beers, I can't. Yeah. So I'm always interested to see what people are coming up with and stuff. Like this year at Zaps, it was the last L.A. homebrew. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. Pour one out for uh, L.A. homebrew. <laughs> we, we all shed a tear. Oh, we had, I mean, we had brewed all those beers. And I was like, what are we going to do? Just sit around and yeah, right. drink them? I mean, yeah. we're like. I mean, you could have. Yes. We could have. <laughs> we do that a lot of weekends. Yeah. We uh, call that Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, it was like, well, let's just go ahead and do one last service and yeah. you know, just blow it out, have fun with all the customers and everything. It was cool. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was. There was some really good beers y'all did out there. Yeah, well, that was all Dylan. Dylan yeah. had been brewing all the beers and everything, so I kind of had turned it over to him. And, uh, he was yeah. doing a really good job. Well, Dylan, yeah. Dylan is a wonderful success story in himself, right? you got a guy that came over, didn't really know how to brew, uh, starts working at the shop, and I would say, what, a year, year and a half? Yeah. He's winning medals and, like, just cranking out wow. tons of beer. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. a good success story. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Good <laughs> well, we had told him when he got hired, we're like, you know, you don't have to know everything, but you just cannot be afraid to learn because we're going to yeah. teach you everything. Right, yeah. <laughs> Definitely took that to heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't work in a homebrew shop and not know how to brew. Like, you right. kind of need to know that, for sure. Well, that was uh, that was kind of our, our stick. You know, it was kind of like eat your own dog food. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't trust, you know, going into a homebrew shop and they don't know how to brew and whatever. So yeah. I'm like, let's just brew all the time. Let's have right. beers on tap. Yeah. Proof is in the pudding. You know sure. what I'm saying? And, and uh, that was kind of how I operated. Yeah, and you would do like Saturdays, like some Saturdays you you'd have people come in and they could yep. brew. Like Cliff and I came in and brewed a malt liquor. Yeah, uh, you were grilling burgers and hot dogs and stuff. I was like, man, this is great. Like, how did I not know to come out here and do this sooner? I, I guess I was always scared. To, like, I knew if I started home brewing, I was just gonna fall down this rabbit hole. And like, I know where I live at. Like, I don't have enough space in my house to buy equipment, and store it somewhere. So when Cliff was like, yeah, we can just go to L.A. Homebrew and brew there, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then the, the, the grain father. That thing is awesome. That, yeah. God, I want to buy one. So now that, <laughs> I can buy that, yeah. and I can I have a place I can store that. That yeah, thing cool. is amazing. Well, the, and the cool thing about that one is it's, 
it certainly condensed and it certainly simplifies a lot of steps. Right. But there's, you're still brewing. Yeah, like, yeah. There's some stuff that's even more automated. It's just like you're not even brewing at that point, right? But that thing, you still have to know what you're doing. You still got to put a good recipe together. Yeah. It's a good, I love that tool. Yeah. Thankfully, we had Keith to help us with our recipes. It's like, I, I don't drink malt liquor. I don't know why Cliff decided he wanted to do a malt liquor. It's like, I don't know, like, how do we brew that? Luckily, Keith knew and helped with that. Um, for, so for Boot Brew Fest, uh, how do people get uh, tickets for this? You go online, you have a website? Yeah, the website's just bootbrewfest.com. Okay. Uh, for, you know, all one word together. Uh, there's a tickets, there should be a link right on the first page right there, how to get tickets. But the festival itself, I've got a schedule of events on the festival information page. Uh, we're starting with a brew demo, so if you want to check it oh, out, nice. okay. Bruce will be there this year with a grandfather. He's going to be brewing on site. I think the Alpha Dog that he does is IPA. Yeah. Um, and that's also, you know, if you just come up and ask him questions. One thing I really love that we started doing is we started handing out uh, kind of uh, swag to people like asking about the demo. Yeah. Like hats, shirts, and stuff. Sure, Whatever yeah. we get that we just can't easily get. We're just like, hey, hand them out over there. People right. love that stuff. <laughs> um, and then we also do the, uh, uh, the brewing kits over there. Because what I found is that people interested in checking out that brewing demo might want to brew, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. So what you do is you say, hey, do you want a, do you want a brewing kit, which is all self-sufficient? You know, it's, it's a everything you need to make a kit. You need right. a pot, right? Yeah. A pot in a bucket or something like that to ferment. Yeah. And uh, we'd hand that there. We handed out five last year. Three confirmed brewers out of that, right? One That's of them, awesome. One of them, started, he's actually got his own podcast. <laughs> Look at that. There you just go. Started. Right. So I was like, man, that is it's a heck of a hit rate right there. That's pretty solid. That's pretty killer. I've, yeah. I've seen, like, so I ask both of y'all this. There was a device that came out a few years ago, and it looked basically like a Keurig. But it was to brew beer, and it had the little cups that you can like Pico, put. It was called Pico Brew. Yeah, and I know Bayou Tesh was actually making some of those cups. Have y'all ever like messed had, around with that? We or? had two two of our customers that had them. Like, okay, that used them. Had, did you have any of their beer? Like, no, I actually never did because I mean, it only made like <laughs> a very small amount, like a gallon at a time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's they tiny. would hoard their gallon that they got and just you know, right? I mean, again, that's lunch for me, but. <laughs> Uh, fair. <laughs> I just always wondered about that because, like, I'm just like, how does that even work? Like, you just yeah. put that little that little cup in there and you, you brew beer. Oh, like, yeah, it was almost like a, a microwave. And then yeah. you would load it up, you'd put the hops in. I think you could have a three or four different hop additions. And then it was software driven, so you you'd put right. the recipe in and you could even hook it up to a keg, like a little three gallon keg. And I think it would pull the water up. And then it would bring it up to temperature, oh, okay. the grain. The, I think you had to use milled grains. I don't think it would actually mill the grains. Yeah. But then it would actually do the mash and everything, and then it does the separation, the boil. It load the hops in at the different times, and then it put it back into the keg. That's crazy. Yep. Like, I didn't know anyone that had bought one, and I, saw, I, like, I kept seeing it on Facebook. kept popping them on my Facebook feed. And I almost pulled the trigger on it. It was like, this seems super fucking simple. Like, even I can work this thing. 
But after using that grain father, I'm yeah. like, man, that's the way to go. And that thing, like, very affordable. It's like 800 bucks or something, like 900 bucks or something. Yeah, I don't remember the price point. There was a couple of them, too, that were similar uh, on the market. Pico was one of them. Yeah. Um, there's another one that was that uh, some other of our customers had. I think it worked a little different format or whatever. I can't remember the name of that one. Now, did Pico, could you build your own kind of uh, grain bill? Or? Yeah. yeah. They didn't really order. want you to, but one of our customers did. And they would bring, like, the baseline to us, and we would kind of doctor it up for them or whatever. Was it effective like a cure where you have the reusable cups that you can... No, this one didn't have the cups, so you actually loaded the range or whatever. Okay. I think the other one that I've seen uh, was like that, that you would have to buy the cups from the cup, the man, the, yeah. whoever manufactured the machine itself. Right. They had a, yeah. they had a, they'd sign on uh, some breweries to, to make it. I know Bayou Test was one. I want to say New Belgium was actually even doing it. There was some like, there were a couple breweries like you had no idea who these people were and then there were a couple of neighbors that you recognize, you're like, oh wow, okay. So I guess to make it, you know, kind of valid for people to be like, well, if they're part of it, then like maybe this is a legit thing. Yeah. But it just all it seemed weird. Like I don't like cure eggs. Like I like to drink real coffee. <laughs> I just don't like those things. So it was like a beer form of that. I just automatically was like, no, I don't. I don't want to deal with this. I mean, whatever gets my brewing is good. Uh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I would think that if it was me, I would upgrade out of that pretty quickly and probably skip it entirely. Yeah. What about those homebrew kits? Like you could just buy. Like World Market used to sell homebrew kits, and it was like this big box. Like the Mister. Beers? Yeah, like a Mr. Beer or something like that. Have y'all ever like messed around with any of those? I personally have never messed with Mr. Beer. Right. I skipped right past that to Northern Brewer. Um, that's that was the first one I got, and it was just this kit. It wasn't. It was okay. Yeah. It, it was a kind of a flimsy pot and uh, a few other things, but I think it cost like 120 bucks. Right. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's definitely got you started. I use that thing for uh, probably all in about 250 bucks. I use that for probably about. Uh, four, what, three years ago? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like you said, whatever gets anyone in, oh, yeah. into homebrewing, like yeah. whatever it is, like they'll get to, if they, especially if they love it, they're going to get to the point where like they, they outgrow that pretty quick and they need a bigger system to like brew on and stuff. What I find is usually incremental, right? Right. You're like, oh, this burner's slow. I'm getting a new burner. Yeah. Right. Oh, I need a pump that works better than that pump. Yeah. Pump. So, it's usually incremental, Bob. So uh, for, for Boone Brew Fest, you guys are going to have food out there? You got food trucks yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. So day of, the ticket comes with Jambalaya. So you get you know, get fed while you're there. Oh, what are the ticket prices? Oh, sorry. Uh, so there's a uh, regular, it's just forty, okay. uh, and that is two to five sampling, but it's all it's all days. So that includes right. the demo at the, the beginning and the Cajun music at the end. Right. Nice. So this whole thing runs from 10 a.m. if you want to get to the demo uh, to 11 p.m. Wow. Yeah. So it's a okay. It's a day. <laughs> <laughs> why don't more Brewfest brew do that? Like, why doesn't why isn't Zaps an all day thing? We they don't own the location, right? So uh, they're renting it. They're renting it from Burden. Yeah, yeah, that's why it was actually from what I heard, it was earlier this year because they actually had a wedding plan. Oh, really? and so they couldn't share the facility with the wedding. You know, I liked it being early. No, I know. I had no complaints here. I don't know. I'm, you know, I think the uh, ATC permit. You have to get a permit to do a festival, and I'm pretty. Right. Sure it's a three-day permit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like why why not? I mean, like nobody ever does multi-day. Like you go out west and Oregon and California, they have like yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah. know, festivals. We went to one in Portland and we went on a Sunday, but it had been all weekend at this park in Portland. Yeah, yeah that's cool. But like doing something like it zaps like from at least like you can do VIP at noon and then general public from like one to six or one to seven. I just feel like that would make more sense. It almost feels like you're kind of promoting binge drinking with that short of a window, exactly. you know? Exactly. And it's like I'd rather be out there and have like I'm always worried especially like trying homebrew stuff if it's crowded and you can't get to you gotta wait in line you can't get up there and, and try it's like, be out before yeah, you get exactly there. Like, it's, it's a good question I, I don't know I don't honestly know I would, that's what I would assume is that that's all they could get the venue for for a reasonable price but I don't yeah. know that because so. Zaps could do something like that have bands and stuff like make it a big deal mm-hmm. and I think they could sell more tickets and just like it could be pretty legit because there's no food options well there was one table out there that was doing like nachos or something yeah, I think Somebody, somebody makes jambalaya yeah. for the VIPs, but I, think I don't you, think you I think can you buy it, it, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been a VIP. I just, I'm always there just working. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that make you technically a VIP? <laughs> no. <laughs> I act like it. Yeah. I just call Chris Penning and be like, hey, man, hey, get me in early. Food, yeah, <laughs> get me in early. Get me in early. I do remember one year Rotolo's had their pizza truck out there. I remember that. Okay. But it was only like one year they did that. That's a great thing. Other thing I, I thought is, why don't we have just a Louisiana brewery uh, festival? Yeah. Nothing but Louisiana breweries. There's yeah. enough of us now. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, and we could fill out a venue. I mean, yeah. You can do a Saturday Sunday thing. I can't run that as well, but I'll. I'll I know. Out as much as <laughs> <you can. laughs> um, one thing. Uh, one thing we may do with ours. It's not going to be that, but we were kicking around the idea of bringing in craft breweries as well at some point. Yeah. Not just to kind of bring in stuff, but actually have a separate competition for them where they do a small batch brew off. Yeah. Right? And then just kind of give special awards for that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know if anybody'd be interested in that, but uh, it'd be, be kind of a fun thing, I think. I mean, you might find some some people that may want to do that. Keep or something like that. I'm not a smaller guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the bigger guy. Just who has yeah. got a pilot system that's fairly small, right? Yeah. So, right. I mean, I don't see Urban South doing that. Yeah. Because you're you know. talking about brewing like 15 gallons, something like that. Right. But if someone already has, like you said, like a pilot system, right. you know, they could just do something on there. Uh, so what else is going to be going on that day? Okay. I love the fact that it's going on that long. That's yes. awesome. So... From 10 to uh, 10 to about noon or 1, actually probably closer to 1, is that demo, right? And that's where, we'll, if you got questions, pop in. Bruce will answer them. He loves talking to people. Uh, he was over at the shop for the longest time, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he'll be brewing his beer, handing out swag. 1, a, uh, 1 p.m., sorry, starts the VIP, and they're coming in from 1 to 2. Uh, we got custom tasters for them this year and T-shirts. Nice. So they've got some swag to go home with. Um, and then from 2 to 5 is uh, your regular admission. Uh, I think I said the price of VIP, right? Well, you said 65. Okay, no, you said 40 was like 65 for VIP, yeah. Okay. Um, and then everything kind of uh, shuts down at 5. I would say loosely. Uh, we asked the brewers to shut down at that point, but, you know, if, it's not going to be end of the world if you're still drinking a beer, right? We don't, right. We don't have some of that strictness to it. Um, so... We have that going on, and then we do the award ceremony right there on the grounds, which is people's choice. 
uh, best tent, which is uh, you know your whoever got the most tickets in the tent, effectively, gotcha. right? All collectively. Uh, and then Iron Brewers, another one, is just whoever brought the most kegs to serve. Okay. Right. So we do those three awards, hand them out, and then after that, it's immediately over to the barn. Cajun dances. We've got uh, Lucas Moe and Jamie Badger on the kicking Cajuns this year. All right. So back to back. So it's, I think it's three hours or three hours or two and a half, two and a half, something like that. Is there a limit to how much beer homebrewers can bring? Oh, they can bring as much as they want. Okay. I would love that. We had uh, the guy that won Iron Brewer last year brought eight kegs. Oh, by himself. He won. He won like best. slims, like slim cakes. The five gallon, uh, yeah. uh, the corner cakes, right? The right. Yeah. So he brought that. That guy by himself won best tent, which is usually a club thing, right? Right. But he had gotten so many votes just by himself. It's like, dude, <laughs> killing me, man. Wow. Yeah, amazing brewer out of uh, Alexandria, Hunter. Yep. Eight kegs. Yep. What's the most kegs you brought out for a home brew? Well, like me personally or the shop? Like the shop. Like uh, We've done 22 before. Damn. All right. Yeah, for like Brew at the Zoo or Zaps or something. That, once you get over 20, it gets a little crazy. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I would definitely think so. Good yeah. Lord. Uh, yeah, hopefully you're going to have a great weather food. I mean... That sounds awesome to be out there for all that stuff and live music and food. And, yeah, like, we, that's got, we got lucky year one and two. Rain Friday night pretty bad in year one, but Saturday's beautiful. Um, the Saturday both years have been good, so hopefully six that way. Knock on wood. Yep. Uh, so what were we all drinking? Like my glass is empty, Paul's glass is empty. What are you still drinking on? Oh, I'm on fast pace right now. Fast pace. Might need to jump to that. I just finished the narrow path. This this checkup is good, dude. This oh yeah, thank you, delicious. man. That just, we sent kegs out, so you'll you'll see it popping up at bars. Oh nice, okay. And then we just canned it as well, so Ooh, okay. you can see cans in the stores pretty soon. Had dynamic uh, iteration as well. That one's yeah. that one's that's solid. a holiday drinker. That is crushable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You had the new one, right? The yeah, nutty, nutty configuration. configuration. That's yeah. really good. I thought it'd be a little bit sweeter being a hazelnut, which I'm not mad at. Like I'm glad it's not like there's some sweetness on it, but it's not like yeah up front. Yeah. It's subtle, but it's delicious. That's really good. And a brown ale, like back in the day, if you were a brewery and you brewed a brown ale, they would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. Like, I know. And I, and it's, I always, a, it's a forgotten style, really. I mean, people, those importers, I mean, a lot of times, brewers, just enough, you just go, you know, amber to stout. And yeah. And that's it. There's I love a good porter. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I had some friends that were coming over here after work. And they were like, hey, man, we're going we're going to Agile. Like, what do we drink over there? And I'm like, well, I was like, I don't know. What do you normally drink? Because he, he dabbles in craft beer a little bit, but he's not, like, he's not big on IPAs and stuff like that. And I said, well, y'all are going to the right spot because there is something there for everyone. So you'll find something on the board that you'll enjoy. And I don't I, – I, the first thing he said to me was like, bro, lemon buffer. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, trust me, that's probably their best-selling beer yeah. out of out of everything. Because that's a, that's in cans, that's on store shelves. Uh, we can't keep it in stock, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, there. Chris was calling like, hey, we need more cans. <laughs> I don't have it. I know. That's why, so that's why we fired it up this morning. So, uh, oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah, Dean said, y'all, uh, 
looking at doing a peach version? Yeah, we got to do peach buffer for our anniversary, which is Cinco de Mayo. Wow, really? Cinco yeah. de Mayo. All right, let's party. What are we doing? <laughs> your, buddy, your buddy Kirk's coming to play on that Friday night. Yeah, that's true. And I have two domestic, one in, one in four coming on Saturday. Nice. And then uh, we're we're stockpiling beers, so we're going to have kind of some of our favorites and best beers over the past year that we're yeah. going to re-release. And, okay. And then a couple new releases, so Peach Buffer is going to be one of them. So you have like 60 beers on tap? <laughs> <laughs> Now expand the tap yeah. system. It'll be all here, right, going back right. to that wall. Right. Kegerator outside, like, yeah, we're doing everything. Nah, I, look, <laughs> I mean, when we open, people are like, how are you going to have 20 beers on tap? And I'm like, man, I need like 35 because we just don't have enough space for all the stuff that we want to put on right now. It's that's crazy. That's great, though. I mean, that's, like, I always hated, I, I don't want to say hated, but, like, a lot of uh, bars, like Pelican House. I'll use Pelican House because they're close and I don't care uh, 136 taps there was no way they were gonna be going through all those taps beer was gonna get old right and it was just like in 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 theory it sounds great like yeah all the craft beer on like but it it didn't work out it, it wasn't wasn't great and I always Jay and I both said this it's like give me a place that has 30 to 40 taps of just solid beer yep. rotate through like I don't need 90 something taps like give me this that's a good point yeah yeah I, you can't there's no way you're not you're gonna be able to move that amount of beer right it just there's no way I don't care if you brought every craft beer drinker you know in a 200 mile radius yeah. there's no way you're gonna go through that yeah, you much have to beer. be pretty packed every, at every moment of opening to yeah it's got yeah to you clear that it's got to be standing room only yeah seven days a week to clear any of that well, you run into that that issue too where you have a giant menu right where it's just yeah it's, just too, it's overloading it's just like oh it's too much to look at especially for someone who like walking into the pelican house back then who was super new to craft beer and you look at all those taps you're like uh i don't know what the hell to drink and some of the staff was knowledgeable and some of the staff was not and it seemed like every time I went in there, I'd met someone who had no idea about beer. Yeah. And that's that's a complaint for I've had for a lot of places. If you're going to call yourself like you, know, you have a beer garden, you're going to serve craft beer and all that stuff, make sure your staff knows what you're talking about. Because <laughs> there's nine out of ten times someone's going to come in there who knows nothing about craft beer, and they're going to talk to that one person who also knows nothing about craft beer, yeah. and they're going to end up drinking a Coors Light or something, and you're, you've lost that, that customer from trying craft beer. They're going to keep drinking you know, water. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, Paul, what else you got you want to talk about for uh, Basin? I mean, I'm sorry, for uh, Boot Brewfest. Well, I'll be at Basin this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Keith, you're going to be out there? I am not. Okay. I am not. Man, uh, Pelican has me all over the map. Uh, I was in Covington last night. I was in Covington the night before. Jesus. I've been in New Orleans twice last week. Lafayette once last week. I'm in New Orleans next Wednesday. This weekend, I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> they're doing like agile tap takeovers and pint nights all over. That's so in every market, North Shore, New Orleans, Lafayette, Baton Rouge. So I'm at Bulldog tomorrow night, by the way. Oh, sweet. Go. Which doing, one? Mid-City or? Uh, no, uh, Baton Rouge. Oh, B Bulldog here? Yeah, the Bulldog here. They're doing trivia night, so i got to go over there and get some Damn. swag away and stuff. I have a gig out in Central, otherwise I'd come in here. Nah, yeah. I'd much rather come in here with you to go play my gig in Central. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Paul, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. So, so uh, well, I mean, really just one more thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, so, obviously, you know, the goal of our the goal of our festival, right, is to push homebrewing, push judging, push, uh, actually, it's Cajun culture as well because of where it's at. Right. Uh, it's backed by Katie and Roots, which is our nonprofit that we uh, work with. Um, but one thing I just wanted to bring up is that if anybody's ever looking to join the club, we're trying to collect all the Louisiana clubs on that site as well, on the bootbrewfest.com. So it have ways for like, I don't care where you're at in the state, here's your, your contact as yeah. far as getting started in homebrewing, right? So it's kind of something we're working on. It's not a complete project, so there are some clubs not on it yet. Uh, and if anybody listens here that knows a club that's not on it, contact me. I'll get it straightened out. There should be a contact on the site for that. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to get, I guess, homebrewing in general bigger, which, you know, trickling down is going to be a people to know more about different styles of beer, right. uh, understand it, you know, be able to appreciate the, the wall of 20 that we've got behind us here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and really understand the nuance, the differences between them, and just kind of get, I guess, a more mature craft brewing audience inside of Baton Rouge and Louisiana. Yeah. It feels like over the years, lots of home, homebrew clubs have kind of dissolved. Uh, especially in the area, like somebody commented at Zaps uh, that at one point we had more homebrew yeah. clubs than we had breweries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And now we got more breweries than we have homebrew clubs. Yeah, and I, like, I wonder why that is. That is. I mean, I get it. You know, life happens. People get busy yeah. and they don't have time to devote, you know, to stuff like that. But I feel like it's a turn. Like, it's we're at a spot where there wasn't a lot of recruiting going on, right? But there was a lot of people that were really enthusiastic, but they started to get tired of it, right? Yeah, it's natural. That's not. There's nothing sure, wrong. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're trying to ramp that back up. At least that's what we're trying with the boot and some other places. So, you know, we've got two clubs that are really active in Baton Rouge. We've got Red Stick Brewmasters. I'm the president of that group. Oh, cool. And uh, the uh, Bicycle Group, right? Yeah, yeah. Bicycle so, Club store. Uh, Bicycle Brew Club. Those guys are great as well. So um, different approaches as well. Right. So some people's personalities suit better than one or the other. So um, they're both free to check out, you know, yeah. as far as if you just want to come hang out for a night or two. Um, yeah. yeah, I knew Brasseurs used to uh, have meetings and like bring beer and like I I wasn't a member but I knew enough people in there they would be like hey you're more welcome to come by the meeting and like try some beers with us yeah. and I'm like yeah cool I'd like you know love to come check it out because I want to support homebrewers yeah I get to see them every once in a while sometimes you'll see one or two of them at a festival I mean, that's exciting man but... yeah I mean Blake was at Zaps so I yeah. was like I was like what yeah, are you doing I out mean... here <laughs> Yeah, they still exist. Uh, yeah. The people do. I mean, yeah, yeah. they don't really meet as a club anymore. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. They're still around. Right. So how many how many people still try to contact you about getting ingredients for, for beers? Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> right before this, I got off the phone with somebody. <laughs> See? Like, hey, where can I get a kit from? Whatever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're pushing everybody to uh, Oliver over at Brewstock. That's... Yeah, okay. the closest one in New Orleans. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's a myriad of online if, if right. you know, somebody wants to go the online route. But. Well, I think Curtis answered the phone behind the bar and somebody was looking for a spot, and Dean told him a, a, a spot in Denim. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, brew yeah. store, yeah. I think yeah. it was called. Homebrew store. Homebrew store. I didn't know there was one out in Denim Springs, so that's good to know. Yeah, I think it's, uh, what is it? It's a. Uh, on to the house or something. It's like someone's house that has oh. like the business there as well. Or I, I haven't been yet personally. 
personally, I do want to get out there, but um, my understanding is if you're doing, looking for specific stuff, you may want to call and get it ordered in advance. Right. And they can get it there, no problem. Yeah. But um, I don't know if the stock is like, you know, what Pelly Hunter was. Right. How do you feel about all that, like closing the shop after all those years of being open? Like, is it just like one less headache for you to deal with now? Or? No, no, it pains me, man. I, I would think you know, so, yeah. Uh, I had the shop like running. That's what everybody says. Oh, well, you know, your life's so easy now, whatever. And it was never about that. Like, because, right. I mean, Dylan pretty much ran the shop. I mean, I, you know, if it was blowing and going, it, it runs itself. Like, it was, it was yeah. nothing off of my back, no skin off my back. So, yeah, it, it, it was a long process. Uh, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do with that space now? Well, uh, I subleased it to a new distillery that's going to open up. Oh, okay. So, Baton Rouge is going to get a new distillery soon. Nice. All right. Very cool. Which uh, was actually one of our customers that decided oh, okay. to go pro. So. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, this yeah. little row might be a pretty cool hangout. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> new distillery in a brewery. Yeah. Not bad. All I, in a parking lot, right? I came, so... Maybe that festival needs to be right here. Yeah. yeah next year, here it comes, in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, so for St. Patrick's Day, me and Jay and my buddy Kirk Holder and a couple other people, so I, we were supposed to go to New Orleans and just go, like, hit a couple bars. Kirk likes to go down there for St. Patrick's Day, do some Jameson shots, drink some Guinness, right. and just walk around Irish Channel. But it, it, the forecast looked like it was going to be terrible that day, so it was like, we don't want to drive to New Orleans to deal with that. It was like, what if we just stay in town and we just brewery hop? So we started brewery hopping, and we this was Agile was going to be our last stop. We come here and finish out the night. We did. Jay was the only person that made it in the brewery. <laughs> we're walking up. Jay walked in to get a beer. We saw you walking out, Keith, and he's like, "Hey, y'all want to come drink some whiskey?" And we we're like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up over, and I never, I can never say the name right. How do you pronounce the name? Laissez verse. Laissez verse. Ended up over there doing a sampling of all their stuff. <laughs> And then, like, God, right? we finished that, and you were gone. We came out like you'd left. <laughs> no, I came back here because I actually went back again after uh, okay. left. It yeah, was, It was a late night for me. Yeah, we left there, and everybody was like, ah, I think we're done. <laughs> so we never even made it in here to have – Jay was the only one. He walked in and got a beer. That's true. He did walk out with a beer, too. Yeah. Yep. yep. He was like, where y'all going? I was like, apparently we're going to drink whiskey with Keith over here. Like, yeah. That's cool to have, like – that you got a distillery here and that's man look at Baton Rouge doing things yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I, a lot of people ask me it's like oh did Keith close down the home because he's so busy with Agile we didn't have time for it I'm like no I was like I believe it's like again inflation the word like cost for for supplies yeah. probably was killing you at, at some point well, like, the shipping the shipping yeah. was retarded um I mean, the, the only you can't thing, say it ain't canceled. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only, the only thing. I mean, to me, I would say like pre-COVID, like 2000, like before the flood in 2016. I mean, we were humming, like we were doing like some serious business. Right. That took a lot of my time. Yeah. Like I was having to order like every week, otherwise we were out of stuff. Like yeah. every single week, we had trucks coming in, just you know. And uh, once the flood hit, business just like dropped off because. 
everybody got flooded. I mean, it was like 80% of our customers didn't have a house anymore. Yeah. You, you know, you can't expect somebody to brew yeah. if they don't have a house. And so it took forever. It took like two years that we started seeing customers start to come back. And so the business took a huge hit and was slowly, you know, kind of working its right, way. Right. And then COVID hit. And then, you know, we just really never recovered past COVID. Sucks, man. Such yeah. a such a cool shop. I yeah. know a lot of people were sad to see you close the doors. But. Oh yeah, no more. I mean, I was the most sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, I loved it. I mean, I thought it was it was great. Do you think at some point down the road, LA Homebrew could come back? Uh, I don't think LA Homebrew. Will come. I think somebody else will probably pick up the torch. Um, you won't be doing it. You don't think? I doubt it. I doubt it. I hope, uh, I hope my brewery gets so big that I don't have time to do anything else. Well, I mean, fair enough. It seems like the way Pelican's got you running around the state, it's it's getting there for sure. Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul, before we wrap up, let's give some more information again about uh, Boot Brew Fest, where they can get tickets, the hours and everything one last time. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, so, the I mean, the big thing is just go to the website, uh, bootbrewfest.com. Uh, there's no www. It's just one of those HTTPS ones. Right. Um, but, uh, get over there there is a festival information there's also a link that says competition information that's only for the homebrew competition that we have coming up to it which will be done by the time the festival is uh, in place so, but if you are a homebrewer and you'd like to participate next year you know we do a homebrew competition as well so, okay and that's that's using official BJCP judges and right. all that stuff uh, but yeah they've, they've got that going on all the information's there uh, if they got any questions there's a contact form there um, I, I'm pretty much monitoring it okay so um, yeah certainly help out uh, as far as locations there we're all strapped on that at, at the site pretty much booked up uh, but uh, there are some hotels in the area um, and you know they're not that far it's units so you're talking yeah. you know 10 minute drive from a, a, an Uber or something like that so. right probably find an Airbnb or something around there as yeah, well yeah you could do that as well yeah well sweet well, Paul thanks for, uh, for being on the show man sure thing looking forward to the thanks for having me yes always always you're more than welcome uh, Keith thank you for hosting us yes sir no problem appreciate you and everything you're doing this is your this. home away from home I think I love man. this yeah, I love yeah it. I'm, <laughs> we've done this podcast here well yeah. now we get to try some delicious food right oh yeah, yeah half off burgers on Wednesdays here oh, well, that's it. That's why so, we clicked it this time. Yeah, you gotta do it. <laughs> uh, big thanks to the sponsors, Presonus Audio Electronics, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, uh, and Hops in the Hollows. I'm down to like three, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing sponsors. Uh, am I missing somebody? I feel like I'm probably missing somebody, but I feel well, like that's maybe right. that's why you're missing sponsors. That could, yeah, because I'm forgetting people. <laughs> no, that's it, because it was Government Taco, and Government Taco is um, it's not a sponsor anymore, so... So, yeah, it's just three. I need more sponsors. Everyone wants to sponsor the podcast. Uh, but if you go to Hops and Hollows and you buy glassware that I think Cliff is still doing, I don't even know if Cliff's still making glassware. I, I might heard. just be down to two. Right. I don't know. Uh, if yeah, well, he should. He makes wonderful glassware. He does. Uh, he did get a cease and desist letter from uh, whoever makes the garbage pail kids. Oh, wow. They, they finally saw it. was like, hey, man, that's a way. Too close? Yeah. Wow. So he had to stop. 
Uh, Thankfully, I've got a couple of them. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, he has to be happy with that. I mean, if, he, yeah, if he's bad on the map, that those people are actually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he sold like he that has, much. Right. He has to have a sense of accomplishment there. Yeah, right. I, I, would take that. I, I would take that as a compliment. I, I would as well. Yeah. Uh, but if anybody goes to hopsandhollows.com and you, you order glassware, when you check out, use promo code ABV, you get 10% off of your order. Uh, so until next time, from Agile Brewing here in Baton Rouge, Chuck P., Keith, Paul, Boot Brewfest, April 15th, bootbrewfest.com. Yes. Go check it out. Get some tickets. Go enjoy a lovely day of beer drinking, food eating, and live music. Heck yeah. That's great. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.